2: Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotovis podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico, you can find me on Twitter at Amixta, and my co-host is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca, who you can follow on Twitter at Matt
3: Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty good. Just uh, had a nice meeting at the Action Network headquarters in Manhattan yesterday, new new office all set up. I uh, got to meet a lot of those people for the first time, including Paul Aduka who was the uh, the catcher on one of my favorite teams ever, the 06 New York Mets. So that was pretty cool. Uh, overall, a good day. And uh, some of these series props are, are looking good for us. These series bets we made on the NBA playoffs as well. So uh, hopefully the Jazz can take care of business tonight, or at least, you know, hopefully when they're at home in game six. If it goes to seven, then I'm officially nervous, but we've got a couple of games to try and close that one out.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, I really took it right to the face over the weekend, just a really bad, especially Sunday, Um, not getting it done. So I, I lost a lot of the profit that I made so far this year, but we push on, you know, like you said, we have the Jazz. I still have really a bunch of futures out there with, with Boston and uh, yes. obviously some of this draft stuff that we'll talk about. Boston
3: so. and Six would be nice for you, for sure, too. I know you're 100%. on that one, so... 100%. And uh honestly the Dez prop that we recommended
2: on the last show, even if Dez doesn't sign with the Giants, you got great value because right now on my bookie, you know, we we pumped it when it was plus 2000, Giants are now down to plus 500. And uh it's already been reported that Dez isn't going to sign with a team until after the draft, which I think is really advantageous to a team like the Giants who are a little tight on cap because you know, once the draft happens, his market value is probably going to go down because not as many teams will be, uh, you know, vying for his services. So I think that uh, I think we're looking pretty good on that one.
3: Yeah. And uh, it's funny that you you mentioned that because one of the people at the Action Network meeting yesterday, I'm going to blank on the name, so I apologize for that. But they were saying that a lot of bettors don't look at their success in terms of, You know, how much money they're up or down at the end of the day, they look at it as how much they beat the number by quote unquote. So like, if they put a bet in early in the day on a favorite that was a five point favorite and by tip off, it's a seven point favorite per se, they beat the line by two points and they consider that a good bet regardless of what happens, you know, in the game itself. You're going to win games, you're going to lose games, but beating the line consistently, is going to make you a winner in the long term. So, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, you identified that as a really good line, the Giants plus 2,000, and regardless of what happens, you beat the hell out of that line. So kudos to you on that one.
2: Here we go. Bringing in the Action Network Insights. I love it. Um, before we get into the show, just want to remind everyone you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotovis NFL Pass by subscribing through the podcast homepage, slash podcast Now, we are talking NFL draft tonight. This is one of my uh, I mean, is it my favorite? I don't know. It's, it's it's at least one of my favorite sporting events of the year. Um you I'm fired off, up.
3: You took off work on the Friday after, so I think that you're pretty excited. <laughs> like, I, yeah, excitement <laughs> is high.
2: Excitement is high. I'm you know, I might be periscoping or something like I'm sure I'll do something about the Giants. It'll be like 15 tweets long. I'll be mad, you know, whatever. But uh, definitely excited. And of course, if there's a big sporting event, you know that you can bet it over at my bookie. So we're going to be getting into a bunch of NFL props this evening. Uh, And honestly, before we even get into that, it's, it's a pretty big weekend, I think, just for our teams, man. I mean, you know, I'm a Giants fan. You're a Jets fan. They pick two and three respectively, like huge swing draft for the battle, you know, for New York, you know.
3: Absolutely. I've been thinking about this a lot, and there's really only one nightmare situation for me with the Jets, which is they end up with Josh Allen. Um, outside of that, I'll be okay with with whichever quarterback they end up with. You know, Darnold seems like the longest shot. You know, it seems more than likely that he will go one or two. Uh, Baker Mayfield is the guy that I've kind of fallen in love with, and we'll talk about him when we get to some of these props uh and i'm warming to to uh josh rosen as well but allen's the one guy that if the jets end up with him i'm going to be uh a little upset but outside of that it might be the most excited i've been for a jets quarterback in my lifetime which is not an exaggeration you know like the jets quarterbacks have not been good for over two decades you know with the exception of maybe a couple years from pennington and and vinny testaverdi So whichever happens, it's going to be, you know, a day of optimism for the New York Jet fans.
2: I like it. I like the positive takes. And, you know, we're already talking quarterbacks. So so it's kind of a, excuse me, it's kind of a natural uh, segue into the first overall pick prop. I'm sure that this is one of the more popular ones at my bookie and across the internet. Uh, If you look at the guys, you can wager on Sam Darnold as a minus 270 favorite, huge favorite. Uh, next would be Josh Allen plus one hundred and fifty, Baker Mayfield plus two hundred and fifty, Saquon is down to plus five hundred. Uh, then you have Josh Rosen at plus twenty two hundred, Bradley Chubb plus four thousand. So, uh, I mean, let's talk a little bit about this pick because I, you know, it's surprising to me actually. Yeah. What's different between this and a lot of other years is that like this pick hasn't been leaked yet. Yes, Not
3: absolutely. Either. I've been thinking that too. You know, normally there's a guy who's a slam dunk first pick or at least a team will fall in love with a guy if it's a you know not a clear cut choice like i remember cam newton that year that the panthers took him first overall you know a lot of the talk was that um it was going to be one of the big defensive tackles but they kind of talked themselves into newton and that's obviously worked out for them so with the browns it doesn't sound like that's happened yet You know, there's still a lot of wavering back and forth. I do agree with you that Darnold has sort of become the consensus number one pick, but I don't know if it's as big of a slam dunk as these odds currently suggest.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I I feel like, um, you know, if you look at like a website like Fantasy Pros, they, you know, they grab a ton of mock drafts from across people at the internet you know, around the internet. And it's really kind of like a 60-40 split right now between Darnold and Josh Allen for that first pick. And that's, you know, that's obviously not really reflected in the odds. Uh, you know, Darnold is a, is a pretty heavy favorite. So I think that you know, if you're betting, it definitely makes sense to bet Josh Allen. I, I, you know We got in a little earlier in the week when it was still like plus 225. Now it's down to plus 150. So uh, you know, not as appetizing. But I, you know, I still would wager that this is probably a little closer to a coin flip than, than the odds would say right now.
3: Yeah. And if you look at the history of quarterbacks that, um, Dorsey has sort of gravitated towards, they, they fit the Josh Allen mold. You know, he wants big prototypical guys with arm strength, you know, and, and that's what Josh Allen is, you know, like if you ignore the concerns and, there are a ton of them, and you just put that guy on the field in a pair of shorts, he can make all the throws and he looks the part. So I, I agree. Like, I, I think that the odds of Allen going one are, are good enough that I like the plus odds here. I, I liked them a lot better earlier in the week when it was, you know, more like plus 250, but I still think that there's enough value that I'm at least not betting Darnold, you know? That That is, for me, uh, a for-sure thing. Uh, whether or not you want to actually take a gamble on Allen is another, but uh, I think that, for sure, the odds are a little too heavily weighted right now in, in Darnold's direction. For
2: sure, for sure. And Baker Mayfield, uh, I mean, again, uh, he was 13-1 to one like a day and a half ago, and now he's down to plus 250. A couple of reports have leaked about the Browns being interested in Mayfield, so... I mean, they are really stirring the pot up top. I mean, if you have a three-way split just in terms of, like, who you're looking at, there's just no way that you can, you know, lay the juice on a guy like Darnold. So I don't, I don't know if I necessarily believe that Mayfield's truly in the mix. I kind of think that if it is, that says that maybe the, the analytics guys in the Browns have a little more pull than we thought. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I almost feel like Allen is the favorite. Like, I, I'm, I've been pretty surprised, actually, that Darnold – Has been such a heavy favorite in terms of the betting because I, you know, certainly he's in the mix. Like he's clearly, I think, the best or the second best quarterback in the draft, just in terms of like uh like the mock drafts and where people are ranking them. But like you mentioned all the things, like all the stories that have kind of talked about like what the Browns like in a quarterback kind of points you to Josh Allen. Like you mentioned a couple of the traits. They also mentioned hand size, you know, Josh Allen's hands were huge. So I mean, I guess they could just be slow rolling, but when you have the first pick, you don't really need to do that.
3: yeah the only thing I can think of is that maybe they are trying to con a team like the Jets to trade up from three to one you know that's that's purely conjecture on my part but I think that all this has come out that you know the Jets are in love with with Baker and the Browns maybe think like oh if they really are that much in love with him Let's see if we can get them to give up something of value to move up two spots and, and make sure that they get their guy. That's really, I think, the, the true smokescreen. For me, it's about Allen versus Darnold. And uh, a lot of the reports that have come out have said that the Browns now are 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 down on Allen. So again, it feels weird that they would do that, given that they have the number one pick. But I, I still think there's enough of a glimmer of hope that, that he's the guy here.
2: All right, so I I think we're in agreement there. Let's move on to first wide receiver selected because I think that this was probably more of a slam dunk, like, I don't know, a month or or so ago. Now I think that there's definitely, you know, some fun to be had here on this prop. Uh, Calvin Ridley is the favorite, is the, you know, clear betting favorite, minus 350. DJ Moore is plus 160. Cortland Sutton, plus 380. James Washington, plus 1,200. And Christian Kirk, plus 2,000. And, uh, you know, before we even get into this, like you'll notice that some of these props, you, know, you got to lay some pretty heavy juice uh, because of, I guess, like the nature of the draft. And, you know, the the variants probably that come in, come in on these props, like there's really low betting limits. So it's not like if you're really, really confident that Calvin Ridley is going to, you know, be the first receiver selected, like chances are your book's not going to let you like just lay a thousand dollars to win, you know. <clears throat> you know to to win yourself a little bit of money like it's just not it's not how it's going to work like you may only have like a $100 limit or a $200 limit and you know at that level you got to kind of weigh if it's worth it for you so i mean i think that's why you're going to see like a lot of the bets that we like are, are plus odd wagers and uh definitely something for you to keep in mind when you're trying to place your bets uh for the draft
3: yes we we found this out uh the hard way because i was ready to put uh my entire life savings i was going to sell my car I was gonna, you know, go take out a small business loan and invest it on a prop bet that was listed on my bookie, but uh they capped it basically at like a hundred bucks. So now I have no car and I have a small business loan, but I have to find something else to do with all the money.
2: <laughs> I think we can help you with that. Um <laughs> who do you uh who do you think is I mean, well first of all, do you buy that Calvin Ridley, I guess, is the top receiver off the board?
3: I mean, if I had to pick a guy Yes, I would say it's him. You know, he comes from Alabama. I do think that a lot of GMs uh, like guys like that who played at, you know, prestigious collegiate programs. Um, That said, the odds are not nearly enticing enough for me to actually bet it. So the question becomes, if I'm not going to take Ridley, who do I like? And I think that the answer for me is Cortland Sutton at plus 380. I think if you took all of these guys and put them in a room... And you just said, which one of these guys is the first round wide receiver? You would pick Sutton. You know, he's the big bodied, you know, physical dude. Didn't play at a big school, you know, SMU. That's, that's sort of the one thing working against him. But I think that just going off the eye test, he's the guy that looks like the first round wide receiver. So, uh, he would be my pick. Honestly, my favorite guy of this whole group is James Washington. That guy has basically just balled out his whole career at Oklahoma State, but he's he's not really in the mix. I think that whoever drafts him is going to get a steal, for whatever that's worth. But, uh, yeah, I think Ridley is is rightfully the favorite here, but uh, I might take Sutton, given his odds.
2: Yeah, James Washington, only uh, FBS receiver since 2000 to have uh, – 200 catches and a yards per reception over nine over 19 pretty insane actually it's my boy um yeah so he's definitely I think probably pretty good but uh I'm with you on Sutton I mean he took the words right out of my mouth like teams uh you know the slot guys have grown in terms of like their prevalence in the league and I think that Calvin Ridley and, and DJ Moore can do that I mean I think DJ Moore I, I love DJ Moore he's my favorite guy obviously hashtag the numbers like I don't know just really young breakout age, really young player, uh, awesome market share production. Like that's my kind of guy. So I think he's the best receiver, but I I don't think that the NFL necessarily will see it that way for the reasons that you mentioned. And Sutton is probably the one guy in this group that you can see being like a big touchdown threat, uh, you know, a guy that can kind of play all over the field. And you know, listen, like he, he played at SMU, but Corey Davis just went in the top five last year. So true. I don't know if the small school bias is really there as much uh, as it used to be. So I, I'm buying Sutton. I mean, plus 380 is <clears throat> just a really good price. Like, I think if it was closer to what Moore is at plus 160, I'd just stay away. But almost 4-1 to one on a guy that I think at this point most people expect to go in the first round. Yeah. You know, at that point, I think it just becomes a matter of which team likes who the most. And we don't really really have a way of knowing that. So... I think that just uh the process here just makes, you know, good good dollars and cents to uh bet Sutton.
3: Um one quick question for you. Do you think Stephon Diggs sort of becoming like a stud receiver in the NFL does anything to help DJ Moore's stock being that both guys are from Maryland?
2: Uh it could. I mean, the if the NFL has shown us anything, it's that it's like a huge recency bias league especially with the draft like the 2014 draft happened and the receivers were awesome and like for the next two years like all anyone did was draft receivers like last year those guys didn't belong in the top 10 I mean maybe Corey Davis did but I didn't think that John Ross or Mike Williams did and uh those guys kind of tanked so I feel like the receivers will go a little bit lower but it's a uh, you know everything's very reactionary in the NFL so I think that Uh, you know, certainly the success of digs is going to intrigue some teams, but I I still, I'm still not sure that like a team will buy that. Like if they don't have anybody else that they can draft that guy, you know, like like Baltimore, I keep seeing like Ridley mocked to Baltimore, but like, I don't think that Ridley can be your best receiver. So I don't know if that really makes sense.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That's another thing that I don't like that. I feel like has become a thing is that if a receiver is not good enough to play on the outside. We say, "Oh, he'll have to go in the slot." Like, I don't know that something about that rubs me the wrong way. Like, shouldn't we just want receivers who are good? Period. Right. Like, I've heard a lot of people say, "Like, oh, Des Bryant can't play out outside anymore. You know, he doesn't have the speed. You need to put him in the slot." Well, that doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Like, if he's not good enough to play outside, just he's not good enough to play anymore. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm oversimplifying that, but. Like, I just don't like this whole phenomenon of, you know, he's not good enough to play outside, let's put him in the slot, and magically, he's going to be able to do things there. Like, if that's the case, why wouldn't you take somebody who is really good outside, put them in the slot, and then they would be just borderline unguardable? Like, I, I, it right. just makes no sense to me.
2: No, I agree with you, because I, you know, it's documented pretty well, I think, like, the numbers and, you know, through what a lot of football people think, that you know, it's easier to, to win from the slot. I mean, just, it's easy, right? Like, there's more room to run, there's a lot more different right. routes you can Go do. Go both like,
3: directions. And, yeah.
2: Right, all that stuff makes sense. But, like, I see this every week as a Giants fan, because they drafted Sterling Shepard, who can only play in the slot, and then their best receiver, Odo Beckham, can't be in the slot, because Sterling Shepard has to be there. And it makes no sense. Like, can't we just try to get Odell the best matchup every time, and not have to worry about this, like, half-talented guy having to having to hmm. take those reps you know so I definitely agree with you um that's why I think more I, like, I do think that more can play outside I'm not sure if Ridley can just because I mean uh he's very like,
3: limited physically
2: right like there's being like a there's being like a borderline athlete and then there's being like a really bad athlete and Ridley is kind of like in that group and I don't know like I, I'm I'm not like super into the measurables like I'm really more into the production but Mm -hmm. like when you when you can't really do much athletically like that has to limit you like there's just no way around it
3: yeah it's gonna be interesting when we get to you know fantasy football time and and dynasty drafts and such because you know normally when these guys are early first round picks mid first round picks etc like that creates excitement in rookie drafts but the fantasy community is way down on Calvin Ridley compared to what the NFL scout community is. So it'll be interesting. I think that overall, we're kind of in agreement that this is a pretty uninspiring group of receivers. Um, and there is a prop you can bet on the number that will go in the first round. But I think based on pure talent, I don't know if I would have any of these dudes in the first round, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know you know, I love Moore, so I'd yeah. probably put him in the that's first fine. round. Like, I think, yeah, I, I that's fine. I feel comfortable...
3: It. Saying that he might be the, I mean, I, I've definitely, you know, laid claim to James Washington as being the best, but like, I think him and, and more are my two favorites. So yeah, like again, it's just, it's just going to be interesting to see if somebody talks themselves into Calvin Ridley because of, you know, his pedigree at Alabama. But the fact that he is a very mediocre athlete and, you know, needed to dominate at an old age, which has not been a good thing historically, obviously uh it'll be interesting to see if some team talks himself into him
2: yeah and, and people always overdraft receivers too just as like a, as a total aside like i just stop taking receivers so high <laughs> you know like listen i played receiver i coach receivers like i love receivers but you don't you don't it's they're not as important i think as the draft stock uh typically indicates yeah. um we're gonna get in, into some uh you know some other props obviously in my bookie but first I just want to promote, you know, our our presenting sponsor. If you're sick and tired of getting the runaround, you ask for a payout, come and join my bookie today. I would only recommend a service that has been good to me and my listeners. Join me and thousands of other players online at my bookie. You win, they pay, and they pay fast without any hassles. You're definitely wasting your time betting anywhere else. And they even have in-game live betting, so you can place a bet after tip-off. Matt and I have certainly uh, won and lost some shekels on that. Uh, You know, join now. And my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use promo code LANGTHEPOINTS to activate this special offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. So we've got uh, a bunch of other props posted at mybookie. The you know the one that I think is uh, a bunch of fun. I mean I I'm not positive how well we can we can do on it, but I think it's a great prop. Is uh you know what round will Shaquem Griffin be drafted. In. And for those of you who don't know, Shakim Griffin is the, uh, you know, the UCF. I, I mean, I don't even know what people consider him now, I guess, outside linebacker. Um, But just I know that he's stud.
3: How about yeah, that? Let's athletic just enough to yeah,
2: football player, right? Just plays football, but he's got, you know, one hand. So that is what's pretty much in my opinion. That's what's keeping him from being like a day one or, or early day two pick. But uh, you can bet the round. So, uh, you know, it looks like the sweet spot right now in terms of the odds. Uh, You know, the fourth round is the favorite. And it kind of works its way outward from there. Um, personally, I I like him to go in like the third or the fourth round. I think you could, you know, bet maybe like a half unit on each of those, plus 275 and plus 250 respectively, and uh, make out. Just because I think, you know, he was pretty much, if not like the best, probably like easily in the top five. Uh, you know, most athletic guys that combined on defense. And uh, I think we've seen that athleticism definitely matters on that side of the ball. So I think, you know... Uh, despite what people think maybe about his physical limitations in terms of like his hand, he has it all in terms of what he can do on the field and, and his able, his ability to move on the field.
3: Yep, yeah, I, I, I agree. Totally. Like I remember watching the, uh, I think it was the sugar bowl game that he played in against Auburn. And that guy was just all over the field. Um, he's a football player. He could, he could play for my team any day. Uh, broke the record for, 40 yard dash for linebackers at the combine. And, uh, I like the odds here on the third round. So I know you said you might space it up and go, you know, sort of half and half. Uh, I think that's probably the smartest way to do it, but I am looking at some of the other books and they are more leaning towards Griffin as a third round selection, like on, uh, sportsbook.com. I'm sorry. This is topbet.eu. The even odds. Are for the third round, so I I think that the odds of getting him, or the prospect of getting him at at plus two seventy five on my bookie, you know that that sort of goes with the whole beating the odds thing we were talking about earlier. So uh, I kind of like the third round the best, uh, given the current odds at my bookie.
2: Definitely can't beat that logic. I like it a lot, and uh, we like we're definitely Shaquem Griffin fans on this show. So get how it done, can Shaquem. you not be?
3: If yeah. you're not a Shaquem Griffin fan, like, you are just an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. Um, now, when you look at, at the props at my bookie and, you know, obviously any book, a lot of these props are kind of the same. I mean, just, I think we're in agreement here, Matt. Like, just don't bet, like, the, the ones that are basically, like, betting the coin flip of the Super Bowl. Like, don't bet, will the last player in the draft be offensive or defensive? Like, don't bet, um... Uh, you know, the last player in the first round, like the, those aren't great bets. And you have to lay juice, just kind of stay agree. away from those.
3: Yeah, like it's a it's a 50-50 proposition, especially the last player in the draft. It's a 50-50 proposition that you have to lay 57.5% on, which just makes no sense to do. Uh, if you think that, you know, the Eagles are 100% going to stay at the 32nd pick, and you feel very strongly one way or the other that they're going to draft an offensive or a defensive player, I suppose you could bet that one. But again, like there's no guarantee that the Eagles stay there. They could trade down. And if they do that, then again, it just reverts to a coin flip on your initial bet. So uh, I think both of those are just pure degeneracy props, which I really have no interest in betting.
2: to be clear like we are degenerates but we're degenerates with a purpose
3: yeah you got to degen in the right spots like that's what it's all about
2: 100 uh i think kind of the the first prop on this list that uh, is interesting and bettable total quarterbacks in the first round over under is set at five and a half uh if you take the under you're laying 200 uh if you take the over it's plus 160 matt you have thoughts on this
3: yeah i like the under uh, I know that Mason Rudolph has gotten some buzz, but I think it would be really surprising if he goes in the first round. Um I think that five quarterbacks is obviously a lock between, you know, Allen, Darnold, Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Rosen, but I don't see the sixth guy getting into the first round. Uh, maybe you feel differently. I know that the Patriots are obviously a candidate to draft a quarterback late in the first round, and it's very possible that all five of those guys are off the board by the time they're up. But uh, I think that that would be a major reach, in my opinion. So uh, I don't know if they would necessarily pull the trigger on them.
2: Yeah, I I do have uh, Rudolph mocked to the Patriots in my mock draft down at thirty one. Um, but I also kind of think that I mean I at least for me like I. Those five guys that you mentioned, like they're going to be off the board probably within the first like 15 picks.
3: Yeah, they'll, they would be lottery picks in NBA terms for sure.
2: Right. So that leaves half of a round where like if a team is itching to get a quarterback and they want to lock in like the extra year of team control, which you only get in the first round, the 50 year option. Yep. Um, you know, there's going to be some chances to get a little froggy down in like the late first round because a bunch of these teams are very, very willing to move back. I mean, we know obviously that the Patriots are willing to trade back and they have two picks in the first round. Uh, A team like Tennessee uh, to me doesn't really have like an obvious need at pick 25. So I could definitely see them trading back Uh, a team like Minnesota. I think could trade back and certainly Philly who just won the whole thing. I think that they are especially a, a candidate to move back.
3: Yeah, I think so, that's been reported that they're trying to trade down. So
2: Right. So if any of these teams, like, you know, if Denver doesn't get a quarterback, if, uh, you know, supposedly the teams that already have quarterbacks, the Chargers uh, and Saints are interested in quarterbacks, uh, Cincy has been rumored to maybe be interested in quarterbacks. So, you know, there are teams that I think are going to kind of be in the market. And if they want to lock in that extra year, that's kind of a spot to do it. So I know it's kind of unprecedented to see six quarterbacks in the first round. Like it certainly hasn't happened. I, I can't remember, you know, <laughs> I have yeah. been around for a while. I could, I don't remember that really ever happening. Uh, I'm sure it has at some point, but uh, I kind of think that if it's going to happen, this is maybe the year because I, I, despite what you may think of Rudolph, Matt, like he definitely is clearly that next guy, right?
3: Yes. Agreed.
2: Yeah. So like, I think that maybe a team, uh, gets a little bit of an itch and, and moves up and grabs him. I don't know if I feel super, super comfortable to bet it, but I do think that I like that side better.
3: Yeah, my my big thing, and, and you're right, quarterbacks always go earlier than expected. I mean, last year it seemed like nobody liked any of the quarterbacks until draft day when everybody decided that they wanted to have, you know, Watson, Mahomes, et cetera, and everybody moved up. So uh, it could happen for sure. My concern is that a lot of these teams that are rumored to be looking for, you know, like a replacement quarterback, they're good teams, you know. So do they really want to squander a first round pick, which is, you know, a a really nice opportunity to add talent to your team? Like if you're the Steelers, do you want to look for Ben Roethlisberger's replacement when you could, you know, draft another piece to help you go after a title? The Chargers are, are looking to get back into the playoffs for this year. Like the Saints, they're obviously a playoff contending team, uh, arguably could have, uh, beat the Vikings last year. So I, I think it would be a, a surprise to me if one of those teams did it. The, the one that I think is the wild card is the Patriots, just because they have the two picks and Belichick is obviously itching to get Brady's replacement since, uh, you know, that whole thing with, Garoppolo exploded the way that it did at the end of the year. So uh, they're sort of the wild card for me. I, I would be surprised, I, I guess, if, you know, one of these other teams that has a veteran but is looking for a replacement would, would waste such a uh, a high-value pick.
2: Good logic. Uh, you know, next position of note, total running backs in the first round. I mean, obviously we all know that uh, Saquon is a lock to go in the first round, but... The line is set at one and a half. Uh, over is minus 220, big favorite. Under is plus 175. I mean, it sounds like if another running back is going to go in the first round, it will be uh, Darius Geis out of LSU or Sonny Michelle out of Georgia. Uh, do you think either of these guys maybe get into the first round?
3: Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that the odds are weighted this heavily in favor of the over. Uh, this is a, a deep running back class, in my opinion. Outside of, you know, Barkley being the clear-cut top option. I think if you miss out on him, there really isn't a ton of incentive, in my opinion, to, to grab one of these guys in the first round. So, I kind of like the under here at plus 175. You know, you mentioned those two guys. You also have, you know, Nick Chubb from Georgia. You got Ronald Jones from, uh, USC. Um, Rashad Penny from San Diego State. He, he's probably not exactly in that class, but there's a lot of guys, you know, so I, I think that these teams that, that need a running back might look to do it more in the second, third round range than, than late. I, I do think that if someone does take a running back in the first round, it might be in a trade up situation. Um, you know, like the Colts and the Bucks definitely are both candidates to pick a running back and they are early picks in the second round maybe one of them moves up into the the back end of the first round to take a running back but i kind of like the odds of getting uh plus 175 that that it's only barkley
2: yeah I, i'm with you because you know i'll tell you what i was doing i've been working on my mock draft over at fantasy pros and it's just really really difficult to to go on the board as a team and say well, I'm going to pass on on one of these positions to take a running back because it's a really deep class, especially at like interior linemen and on defense, obviously a quarterback also. But like there's a lot of guys that I think, uh, you know, play premium positions in the league. And, you know, I don't think that the NFL is totally out on running backs, obviously. I mean, we know that Saquon's going to go high. But if you look at, like, how they're being paid across the league, like, kind of the only position of note that's being paid less is fullbacks. And, uh, you know, that (laughs) kind of tells you all you need to know about how uh, teams are, are, you know, spending right now at running back. I don't think that teams want to take any of these guys in the first round if they don't have to. Like, I think that everyone pretty much, uh, you know, agrees that Saquon Barkley is special. And then I think past that, nobody is really interested. I mean, if you look at some of the guys that have gone – in the first round recently, like Fournette, McCaffrey, uh, Zeke, uh, Gurley, Melvin Gordon, like I think that people were really high on those guys as prospects. I mean, particularly Gurley, Zeke, uh, Fournette, McCaffrey, but some of these guys that have gone in the second round—Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Derek Henry—you uh, know, these guys have been awesome talents as college prospects, and I'm not really sure that like a Darius Geis or Sony Michelle or any of these guys are better than those players were and they're not like super good at one thing like McCaffrey was to go in the first round so I don't I'm I'm favoring the under here as well
3: yeah and and going back to something you mentioned earlier like a big underrated part of the the first round contract is that you get that fifth year option on the players I don't know if that's necessarily that important with a running back
2: yeah do not want
1: Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
2: Uh, so total receivers draft in the first round. The over/under is set at two and a half. This is a very competitive line. Uh, plus one twenty on the over and minus one fifty on the under. I don't. I don't really have a lean here. Like I think that this is a very fair line. I think that there are uh, three receivers that I think are definitely candidates to go in the first round. We talked about them before: Moore, uh, Ridley, and Sutton. Uh, certainly, they could all go in the first round, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if just one of them went in the first round, uh let alone two and let alone three like i I don't feel comfortable really betting on this either way. uh what about you, Matt?
3: I'm smashing the under ooh i I don't think that all three of those guys go in the first round. one of them falls for sure, possibly two of them fall. um the only one that I think is a lock for the first round is Ridley after that. I could see a team talking themselves into Sutton or see a team talking themselves into more, but I don't think all three of them go. I really don't. Um, I think that that would be a major reach. I don't see a lot of teams having a hole at wide receiver. I mean, the Ravens are definitely a candidate to take one and they've been rumored to, um, you know, to like Ridley. Uh, the Cowboys obviously could use one after cutting Dez, but, I don't see there being a, a third team with a huge glaring hole at receiver. Do, am I missing someone, do you think?
2: No, I mean, I anyone that's interested is really going to be as, like, a number two. I mean, New England just traded Brandon Cooks, and they have two picks, so maybe they're interested in someone. Uh, but everyone else, I mean, the the Falcons, uh, they're looking for just a number two. They still have Julio. The Saints probably are out now. Like, they were a team that I would have thought would have been interested, but uh, they just signed Cameron Meredith. So I don't think that they're interested. And the one team that, like, I don't understand is so frequently linked to a receiver is Jacksonville. And it doesn't make any sense to me because they have not. They just signed Dante Moncrief for $10 million. And they have, like, a bunch of young guys who they supposedly like. Like, they just re-signed Marquise Lee. Uh, they, still, they still have a uh, – shoot, I can't remember his name now.
4: Cole. Uh,
2: yeah, Keelan Cole is my guy. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm overrating those guys. But they don't like seem like a team that really needs a receiver because right. if they and did, they, they would have the just other, re-signed A Rob.
3: They had the other guy too, like uh the Oklahoma dude everybody liked. You know, oh yeah, Day Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. So I, no, I I think that I, I like the under here odds. Um I don't think it's a lock. You know, I, would I be shocked if three guys went in the first round? No. But I think that uh it's a favor it's a fair price for sure.
2: All right, cool. Uh another prop that I, it's like I'm nervous with the way that the line has moved. Is yeah. uh, top top three picks being a QB, yes or no? Yes opened at even money, plus 100. Now it's up to plus 160, which really makes me nervous as a Giants fan. Uh, no is minus 200. I mean, Matt, are the Giants taking Barkley, or are we betting this prop?
3: Yeah, I think that this prop is, like, directly correlated with who goes first overall. Like, if Darnold goes one... I don't think the Giants take a quarterback. But if Mayfield goes one or more, more likely Josh Allen goes one and Darnold is there, I think the Giants could talk themselves into, you know, taking the guy that they have as their top rated quarterback with the second pick. Um, so I think that the only logical scenario where all three picks are QBs is if the Browns take Allen one and you're essentially, uh, getting the same odds if you bet it. This way versus that way. So I don't see a ton of value with this bet. I did like it at the time that you took it. The odds haven't exactly moved in your favor, but uh, I think that there's still definitely a chance that this happens, but I think it's becoming less and less likely. And the odds aren't as favorable as just, you know, betting it, uh, betting Allen or, or et cetera to go with the first pick.
2: I didn't bet this, did I? I bet
3: this prop. I thought you bet, you just said you bet this one.
2: No, no, no. I, I'm saying, like, for the Giants, like, it makes me nervous because the odds oh, went up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. when it posted at even, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we have a shot here. But it keeps creeping up, and now I'm just like, well, I done. almost
3: bet this prop, FYI, but I did not end up taking it.
2: <laughs> now, the prop that you did bet was Baker Mayfield draft position, which we talked about. You got a really good price on that. It was minus 230 when you took the under. Now, under 6.5 on his draft position is minus 500 uh the over is plus 300. I mean, you just if you have 100 you know whatever the limit is, right? You just bet it on the under, right?
3: Yeah. This is the one that I was alluding to with the uh with the loan and the car sale, etc. Uh it, the price is is not great, you know, at this point you'll uh you'll only be able to get a slight upgrade on your car if you sell it <laughs> to bet this prop, but uh it's it's a slam dunk lock, you know. So I liked it a lot better at minus 230, but I still think there's no way he falls outside of the top five picks. So, um, you know, if you have 500 bucks laying around and want to make a quick hundred, do it.
2: (laughs) It's pretty shocking, actually, that like, at least to me, like that now we're, it's almost draft time and people are more concerned about Josh Rosen's draft stock than they are Baker Mayfield's because I feel like, even six months ago, it would have been the exact opposite. Like everyone would have been saying, like, "Oh, like Baker, you know, can you trust him? Can you not? Is he Manziel?" And he would have been the guy that's at risk of fall. But it seems like Rosen is is that guy now.
3: Yep. No, it's and if you uh, this was a point made by Mike Lombardi on his podcast. You know, if you look back to mock drafts that started right after last year's draft, the top three picks were Donald, Allen, and Rosen and Mayfield wasn't even in first round consideration but now it seems like he is a strong bet to be if not the first quarterback off the board certainly one of the first 3 so uh yeah again like even if some sort of weird scenario happens where the first 3 picks are are Rosen Allen and Darnold i still think that Denver could take Mayfield at 5 or somebody would would trade up and get him before he fell out of the top 6 so this, to me, is is a slam dunk.
2: Calvin Ridley draft position over-under set at 19.5. Uh, that's Dallas that yep. picks at 19. Uh, so, <laughs> Yeah, very convenient. Right? So the over is uh, plus 150, and the under is minus 200. Uh, what do you think on that?
3: This, to me, is a no bet. But yeah. if I were to take one, I would take under. Uh, I think that one of Baltimore or Dallas will take Ridley. Uh, I would, I would imagine he's the first receiver off the board. Um, you know, we talked about it. I could certainly see something else happening, but, uh, I think if I had to bet on, on one of these guys going in the top 19, it would be Calvin Ridley. So I'll take the under here.
2: Yeah. And one point of note, like you got to shop for the best price on these props and like, if like, don't bet Calvin Ridley to be the first receiver off the board at minus 350 or whatever it is. Bet bet him to just bet the under on the draft spot because if he's gonna go, if he's gonna be the first receiver taken, he's probably going to be get taken by you know Baltimore or Dallas. Um, you know maybe he's team in the top
3: 19 picks,
2: right? Very, and like very sharp, sir. Right, and you get like the added benefit of like maybe maybe Baltimore takes Cortland Sutton and then Dallas takes Ridley and you still win and you win at better odds. Yep. So don't bet the don't bet the other prop if you want Ridley. Bet this one. I think you uh, could Darius, say
3: the same thing about this
2: prop. 100%. Darius Geis, draft position, over-under a set at 32.5, which is, of course, the first round, over plus 160, under minus 200. So we had the uh, total running backs prop before. You know, if you think that Darius Geis is going to be the second running back off the board, you get a little bit of extra juice if you don't think he goes in the first round at plus 175 versus uh, plus 160
3: here. Right, so you would... The the way that you would make money here is you would take the under if you feel that Juice is going to go in the... <laughs> did I just call him Juice? I like that. Can we call him Juice from now on? Uh, you take him to go under 32.5, and you only have to lay minus 200 instead of minus 220. So uh, that would be the way to do it. But again, I would go over here, Um, but I'd rather just take the plus 175 with the other prop.
2: Agreed. And uh, this... This next one is just a heartbreaker. I can you tell I don't want the Giants to take Saquon? It's um, uh
3: yeah. It's just funny. We've talked about this a thousand times off the air, but like I can't wait for the Giants to take him at two and for them to like bounce back, have a nice season, and all the credit is going to go to them taking Barkley with an early pick. Just like all the credit went to Zeke for the Cowboys, all the credit went to Fournette with the Jaguars, like all Every smart person will tell you, or everybody who thinks they're a smart person at least, will tell you that there's nothing worse that you can do than take a running back in the top 10 picks because it's just such a replaceable position. But it just seems to keep working out for all the teams that do it. So uh, it's going to be funny if it works out for the Giants again.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be clear, I think he's awesome. Like I will root for him. I will support him. You know Giants nation he seems like a great guy, whatever. I just it just doesn't make any sense to me when you can just get a quarterback. but the draft position prop the over under is set at five and a half plus four hundred on the over uh, minus seven hundred on the under. I mean, I mean i we talked about like beating the number before I did not beat the number on this because I bet <laughs> it I bet it like three weeks ago and it was plus two fifty and I was like, oh, this seems like a good price. So like obviously I think it's a good price now at plus four hundred. But I don't want to bet it again and I don't feel as good about it. So I uh I don't know. I mean I think that like him falling outside the top five can definitely happen. If the Giants don't take him, like the, the scenario we were talking about before where uh Darnold makes it to the two, you know, if it goes Allen, Darnold, Mayfield, uh team maybe trades up for Rosen at four, and then at five, uh, the Broncos take Chubb. That's kind of like the outcome yep. that you're shooting for. Uh, and even Denver actually seems like they're kind of in the mix for Barkley, which I did not anticipate because they don't have a running back. And Elway's kind of talked about it needing a running back. So, yeah, it, I, I guess the stay away. Like, I mean, I think I think you can bet like a small, like a quarter of a unit on the over and be and be profitable, like long term on this prop. So like, I I would just do that maybe.
3: Yeah, it's tempting The only way you're betting it is if you're betting the over, like there's, it makes no sense to bet the under, but I still don't know if it happens enough times, you know, you need it to happen one out of five times essentially. And I don't know if it does. So, uh, I I would say that this is a stay away prop for me.
2: I can't wait for the giants to pass on him and we're, we're celebrating and then like the Jets gets, take him. <laughs> right, he gets taken. he gets taken by like the Jets or the Broncos or the Browns, and I'm just like, well, that sucked. Like
3: that would be the most Jets move ever. They give up their entire future to get Saquon Barkley.
2: Oh my gosh! And there would be a guy like in the newspaper that would say it's a great move. That's the they'll best make part the about playoffs.
3: It. They'll win ten games and they'll make the playoffs, and everybody will be like, "Oh, another top ten running back getting the job done."
2: Ugh. <laughs> oh. Um, the next prop I really like, not necessarily because I want to bet it, but I just wish that there were more like this. You, you can bet head to head the, uh, the, the Georgia running back. So Sony Michelle versus Nick Chubb. Uh, I mean, Michelle is a monster favorite minus 500 Chubb just plus 300. So, I mean, I, I kind of think this is a stay away just because I, I do think that Michelle ultimately goes first, but you know, there's been some medical stuff. So I, I don't think that, you know, if you like Nick Chubb, it's not a terrible bet. I'm personally just staying away. What about you, Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean, Chubb had a great combine. Like I think if if this prop went up immediately after the National Championship game, Michelle would have been a much larger favorite. But Chubb has, has definitely closed the gap, and I think that if you are a little bit concerned about the Sony Michelle red flags with the medical, I think you can put some money on Chubb here. I I won't do it. Uh but personally I I don't think it would be crazy if a team went Chubb over Michelle. So uh I don't think it's a bad bet but I'm personally not going to be making.
2: Yeah, and I, I will say this, like the one thing that people keep mentioning about Michelle versus Chubb is they keep saying that like Michelle has he can catch like passes. Yeah, he can catch passes, he's like a better space player. But like he had like 9 catches last year. Like <laughs> I don't did they how do all? We, how did do they we all come
3: in the playoffs? Because it felt like he was doing so many nice things, uh, in those two playoff games.
2: Oh, huge stock up! Huge stock up in the playoffs, no question. I mean, granted, the last like two seasons he had, uh, you know, over twenty catches. So there's a little more, you know, tape on that. But like Nick Chubb, when he was a freshman, was like the best player in college football. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I I don't know. I like He's for had me some ACL injuries though, like. It, right. It's there's legitimate reasons for him to have fallen to where he has.
2: No, I I guess so. I like when I look at these two guys like I though like for me I'm always like, well, who has like the upside to be the best player? Like if chubb ever gets back to being what he was before, he is, he is a monster. Yeah. So, I don't know.
3: I will say that I kind of like these two guys and Geis because they haven't had to carry like the massive workload in college. You know, I think that only helps them in the pros. Um, I know that like when Derrick Henry was coming in, I was like very afraid of the toll that Nick Saban put on his body his last year in college. And you obviously don't have either of those concerns with these two guys or the LSU running backs because there are just so many good ones. Like Georgia has two running backs that are going to go likely in the top three rounds, and they've probably got another four NFL running backs on their roster right now. So that's just, I think, a positive for their long-term stocks. Not that that has anything to do with their draft odds, but it's just something nice to consider uh, down the line.
2: Yeah, and uh, don't worry, Derek Henry's gotten a lot of rest the last couple of years, so <laughs> yeah, he's, he uh, needed it. He's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the last prop posted Speaking on my bookie. Nick Saban, yeah, Alabama players in the first round. The over/under is set at three and a half, minus two eighty on the over, plus one eighty-five on the under. Um I kind I mean, you, we can name four guys, you know, like the four guys are Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Rashawn Evans, Ridley, and uh, Daron Payne. Like, those are the four guys that are going to go. So, if you think that there's if you think one of those four guys aren't going to make it, then I guess you bet under, but I don't really see a reason why those guys wouldn't go in the first round because I feel like they're all. Uh, except maybe, I guess, for Payne. Like, they're all pretty much considered, like, the best or the second-best player at their position, and uh, I don't really see any way they escape the first round. So I don't know. I mean, uh, what do you think, Matt?
3: Yeah, there seems to be all four, you know, as consensus first-rounders. So uh, I'm going to defer to the draft next year. I personally don't, you know, watch enough college football during the year to say with, with certainty that, you know, all of these guys deserve to be first-round picks, but just going off of what I see, it seems like all four will be within the top 32 picks. So uh, I don't see much value here with this prop.
2: I agree. So that that kind of does it for the my bookie props. Uh, there were a couple props on uh, other books that I think you know were interesting to us. So we're we're, we're not we're still hashtag brand loyal. But, uh, you know, just in case you're, you're looking to, to get a little extra action in. Um, now, the one prop that I, that I think we like the most, Matt, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, Derwin James versus Minka Fitzpatrick will be selected first. That's on top bet. And uh, Derwin James is minus 130 favorite. Minka Fitzpatrick is even money. Uh, this is a fun prop, and I think it's pretty exploitable. Like I, When we entered draft season, Minka Fitzpatrick was like a consensus top four pick. Like it was really, really clear that he was going to go probably like on one of the Cleveland picks, um, you know, and that he was the best, you know, defensive back in the draft. But over the last like month or so, especially since the combine, like Derwin James is just gaining steam like a freight train. And it seems like he could go as high as a six to the Colts. So I, I think that Derwin James is is definitely the better bet here. And I think that you can bet it pretty heavy because you're not really laying that much juice. So, what do you think about that, Matt?
3: <laughs> I like of Fitzpatrick as the underdog. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still think that, given his pedigree, now granted, James played at Florida State, so it's not like we're talking about a small school guy. And all the stuff that you hear about him is awesome. You know, like I feel like all everybody talks about is his locker room presence, his leadership abilities, and that even is before you get to the fact that he's a baller on the field. So all that stuff is great, but you know, Fitzpatrick was the better player in college. So I think that he still will go first of these two guys and the fact that I'm getting him as an underdog is appealing to me.
2: All right. Yeah, I mean, I obviously like you said he started out being favored, so it makes sense like if you're if you're just playing that, you're like, okay, well now he's an underdog and before people liked him so i'll take him um i think the big thing that's kind of separated these two guys has just been that a lot of people are, are now saying that like minka really is only like a slot corner and and a safety kind of like uh tyron matthew whereas like Duran james people think are more athletic you know can be like a day one starter at safety and can maybe guard some guys on the outside if you ask them to so like, it probably just comes down to to system but uh yeah, those are just kind of some of the things that I've heard. Any other uh, props kind of around the betting sphere that have uh, stood out to you?
3: Mm, not particularly. Um, yeah, I, the, I think that pretty much most of the books have the same props listed at this point. Um, again, we are company men, you know, hashtag my bookie, But I don't think it would be the worst idea to shop around, you know, if you have multiple books, you know, you're going to find different odds on these bets. You know, they, the lines are, are adjusted based on how much volume they're taking on certain wagers. So if one book is getting killed on a certain prop bet, you're going to find different odds than a book that is not taking a lot of action. So I think you want to shop around with these, be, uh, you know, selective. But I think that the NFL draft can definitely be an exploitable way to make some money so uh, I'm excited I personally will miss the first few picks I got the uh, the old first softball game of the season got to get Oof. out there and get some cuts going but uh, yeah I'm ready to go and uh, ready to to cash in on that Sam Donald pick let's go
2: <laughs> well I mean let's get into the book at my bookie picks of the week Matt like what what of these props or, or something off the board maybe uh I mean what are you what are you locking in this week?
3: Uh is it cheating if I take the under on uh Mayfield draft position?
2: No, I mean you love it.
3: Yeah, I mean you sh- you should love a minus 500 prop like you should win those uh but I think that you know there can still be value in a big favorite, you know. Minus 500 means that you should only expect to win it about Uh, 85% of the time I mean, Anthony, you're the math guy. You can double check me on that. But (laughs) like, I think this is much closer to a hundred percent proposition than it is to an 85% proposition. So, uh, I'm not afraid of the big number, lay the juice and enjoy the victory.
2: Yeah. And good math, by the way, 83 and a third percent. I mean, that's, uh, you're killing it. You know, actually, I,
3: I did a I did a few years at the old Stony Brook University, so uh, <laughs> I, I still got some numbers floating around in my brain. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, I and you're playing poker a lot, which I think is a lot of odds, you know,
3: oh, odds yeah. calculation.
2: That's more um,
3: that more feeds into the degeneracy thing that we mentioned earlier. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I'm going back to Cortland Sutton as the first receiver off the board. Uh, I just think that the odds are really good. And, you know, c- compared to a bunch of the other bets that we talked about and a bunch of the other bets that we've probably made, uh, I just think that Sutton, as the first wide receiver, um, like, for the reason we mentioned before, like, we know we feel pretty good about him going in the first round. And even if you think, like, Dallas and the Ravens take receivers – uh you know certainly it's possible that Baltimore likes Sutton better and that gap is only like 5 or 6 picks in the draft that's definitely not worth the additional odds so i like that and uh i also like uh, this is just under uh i think it's a specials on my bookie but the cowboys to not take a receiver in round 1 at plus 150 i think that's pretty good too uh, just because you know Dallas is picking in a spot in the draft we mentioned before all the talented players that are in this draft class um, you know, Dallas is probably going to have to pass on, you know, like a potential blue chip guy as a pass rusher or as an interior lineman or as a linebacker uh to take a receiver and we, we mentioned of course the the relative weakness of the receiver class. It's very possible that they don't do that and it's also worth noting that uh Jared has uh you know mentioned that he doesn't think a first or second round wide receiver is going to come in and and fill the hole that that does that, you know, that Dez has left and that he doesn't think that that guy can step in and necessarily be an impact guy right away. So it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, Dallas is super into a receiver. And honestly, outside of the Zeke pick, they haven't done like a ton of flashy stuff on offense. They've been pretty, you know, nose to the ground, building up the lines and stuff like that. So I, I think that's actually a pretty good bet as well.
3: Yeah. It's also interesting that there's a prop on if they'll trade up in the draft. Yes, minus 130, no minus 110.
2: Like, I haven't heard any rumors about that at all.
3: It, you would ha- Doesn't it feel like trading up is like a, I don't know, 25% thing for most teams on a given year? Like Definitely. I, yeah. So like I'm a little surprised that the odds are skewed in that direction. So that might be another thing to consider as well.
2: For sure. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code LANGTHEPOINTS. the points. For Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor.
3: Baker.
4: AAA Auto Insurance isn't just about protecting metal and glass. It's about the people inside the car. Did you check the tires? Uh. That's why AAA Insurance offers the benefits of a AAA membership, like roadside assistance. We're going to need it.
0: Yes, we are.
4: And the ability to renew your vehicle registration at most AAA branches. Even better. Plus member savings when you bundle your auto and home insurance. I
0: could use AAA
4: right now. Join today at AAA.com. Get great auto insurance and more to outsmart the road. AAA. Outsmart life.